good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's great to have you on the podcast today. I trust your anchor is holding firmly to the unshakable Word of God. I suppose this is the beginning of a new broadcast week, at least for me, and looking forward to sharing with you some thoughts that were really prompted by uh, a, a, a text that I received this morning. As a pastor, you often receive texts from people that are going through circumstances, uh, some good and some bad. But um, this particular morning, I I received a text from someone in the church whose stepfather was uh, near death. He was actually a man that I have known for a while and had the opportunity in his advanced age to be able to sit down with the gospel and share with him God's love for him and Christ's sacrifice that he might have salvation. He had lived for many years, the uh, perhaps never having been given a full presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and how it really applied to him. And he prayed and had asked Christ to save him. And uh, God did a marvelous work of grace in his life. He had been diagnosed with a terminal disease uh, not too long ago, and it has been a rapid decline ever since then. Uh, so it was not it wasn't necessarily an unexpected uh, text or a surprising text that I was re- that I received uh, this particular morning, but yet it was one that also made me stop and think. And as my uh, as my ministry is, I preached uh, from the uh, pulpit on Lord's Day morning, and then I took the opportunity, uh, graciously the hospital allowed me the opportunity to be able to come there and go in his room and to be able to visit him because it's not expected that he would be around much longer. And so I took the chance and went on into the hospital and they invited me to the room and I sat down beneath, uh, beside this uh, man's uh, bed and began to talk with him about the Lord and to read scripture to him and try to be an encouragement. Uh, we prayed together and while he was lucid, he wasn't quite uh, uh, matching up on all the thoughts and they weren't always uh, very coherent, but yet uh, he knew enough to know to talk about God. And I stared into his face and I looked him in the eyes and in my own mind and in my own heart, I was thinking, this is a man that's about to step out into eternity, a man who is about to face his maker. And uh, it brought my mind back to an article that I had read uh, about a book that I had read. And it was a book by a man named David Brainerd. David Brainerd had always been a, one of my heroes. Uh, David Brainerd was actually a man who was a, a, a bit morose. Uh, he was a, a, a sad kind of fella in his disposition in many ways, downcast, but there was a joy that still was part of his life and part of his existence. He died at a very young age, actually. Uh, he, I believe he was about 29 years old, and yet God had used him mightily in the evangelization of Indian tribes in the 1700s, in the 1740s. Uh, David Brainerd, while not living a long time, I think offered some very helpful counsel and advice in a letter that he had written to his younger brother, whose name happened to be Israel, Israel Brainerd. And uh, he wrote a letter, and this letter kept going through my mind and his counsel to his younger brother at even the inexperienced age of, of, uh, of uh, uh, 28 or 29 years old. 
he wrote this letter and it gave such valuable insight into the lasting joy that he experienced in his life. Perhaps today as you begin your day or as you're working on this first day of the week or whenever you listen to this podcast, in fact the time in which you listen to this is really uh, irrelevant because it's going to apply whenever you listen to it uh, because it's, a, it's, an, it's an eternal reminder of what really matters. And if I were able to ask that man this question, the question would be, what is the key to happiness? David Brainerd answers that question uh, in, a, in uh, a, this letter to his brother. Uh, it, was, uh, I, it was, I think, very telling for a man as young as David Brainerd was to be able to give this response. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14, the Bible says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, or literally compels us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. In this particular passage, we are reminded of something that really matters. What is the key to happiness in life? And I think the Apostle Paul touches on that there in a way that perhaps you've never thought of it before. But I want to spend some time in the next several podcasts talking about this. David Brainerd began his letter, and if I might quote a portion of it so that you might understand what he said. And I read this in an article by uh, M.R. Conrad, and he highlights this particular portion of the letter. And here it is. It goes, quote, My dear brother, there is but one thing that deserves our highest care and most ardent desires, and that is that we may answer the great end for which we were made, to glorify that God who has given us our beings and all our comforts, and to do all the good we possibly can to our fellow men while we live in the world. And verily, life is not worth the having if it be not improved for this noble end and purpose. Yet alas, how little is this thought of, uh, how little is this thought of among mankind? Most men seem to live to themselves as 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, without much regard to the glory of God or the good of their fellow creatures, they earnestly desire and eagerly pursue after the riches, the honors, and the pleasures of life, as if they really supposed that wealth or greatness or merriment could make their immortal souls happy. But alas, what faults and delusive dreams these are. Uh, and if you would desire to glorify God, uh, answer or, or live up to His just expectations from you and make your own soul happy in this and the coming world, observe these few directions, unquote. David Brainerd then takes the opportunity to give about five directions or five instructions concerning how to live out the purpose for which God has created you, to be able to make your own soul happy. And on that 2 Corinthians 5.15, he literally says, And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. David Brainerd gives the first key to living uh, a fulfilling, happy life. And he is, he says in number one, take life seriously. 
he wrote on this and he said, first resolve upon and daily endeavor to practice a life of seriousness and strict sobriety, meaning maturity. The wise man will tell you the great advantage of such a life. Then he quotes Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 3, which says, Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance the heart is made. Essentially what he's saying there is, think of the life of Christ. And, and when you can find that he was pleased with jesting and vain merriment, as he calls it, then you can indulge yourself uh, in it yourself. Uh, jest, jesting and vain merriment? What in the world name is that? Uh, today, that would include all kinds of things that suck the, the uh, hours away from us, that literally allow time to slide by, that surfing of social media, binge-watching on Netflix, and obsessing about favorite sports teams, and allowing all of those things that are, that are uh, not impacting eternity to become the sole purpose and existence that you have. Literally, it takes away your life and your hours and your minutes and your seconds. David Brainerd is writing to his brother and he's saying very simply, take life seriously. He's saying, make sure that you understand and put foremost what really matters for eternity. And I think that's good advice for all of us. Even in a day when David Brainerd didn't have all of the modern electrical conveniences that we have and access to all the information and the, the games and the internet and all the things that can take your life away. And by the way, that would include all kinds of involvement in sports and, and other issues that they become so dominant in your life that that which is most important begins to slip away. And I don't think that David Brainerd was advocating that we never have any hobbies or we never have any fun or we never have any, that we, we should all move into some kind of monastery and just hold up like hermits. But I think what he is saying here is that you only have so much time that's allotted to you. David Brainerd really didn't know how little time he had, but you only have so much time that's allotted to you to, to serve the Lord. And what he's advocating to his brother Israel Brainerd is, take your life seriously make it count. He's saying, don't be preoccupied with things that don't matter. My counsel to you today is the same as David Brainerd would have. Let's not allow things to subtly be thieves and rob you of your time, but take life seriously. Uh, we only have so many moments to live in this life. Let's make them count for Jesus Christ today. Will you do that? Will you remember that the next time you're on your phone or on your, on your uh, laptop? Uh, to remember the things that really matter for eternity. And that's the first key toward living a life that is going to bring happiness and fulfillment. God bless you today. Walk with Him. Be faithful to your Lord. And please Him in all you say and do. God bless.